Hello amigos, you're listening to Square Pegs, a podcast for the insatiably curious mind, fascinated by new ideas, experiences and perspectives. I'm your host Sheila Bett. Join me for the adventure of a lifetime as we explore, learn and grow together. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Square Pegs in 2021. Whew, guys, we made it. We made it out of 2020. Probably doesn't feel like that much of a difference between, you know, last year and this year. So anyway, I wanted to say happy new year because I I think I can still say it, right? Especially because this is the first episode of the year. Also, it's just the second month. <laughs> Yeah, so I hope it passes. I can still wish you a wonderful new year and I hope it's going well for you guys so far. Of course, I wanted to start by acknowledging that while wow, this first episode of the year is not a fresh new thing, but it's the continuation of something that had started last year. I had started the F word series where I intended to debunk and I think I succeeded in debunking myths and misconceptions about feminism and just try to give a little history of where it started from and why it started in the first place. And the third episode which is where we are at now is where we deal with modern day feminism. What is feminism like today? Uh what has it evolved into over time? So, gosh, I know it's been a while since the last episode of this series, and I guess I do have some explaining to do. This has been quite a journey. When I started this series, I actually planned to do all three in a row in a span of 3 weeks. That was the plan. sit down do my research within the week um if i could even get it out earlier if possible but i realized that it was so much bigger than i had imagined it to be and you know just in line with the theme of this podcast i ended up learning i was exploring this idea that i've always identified with i've always identified as a feminist or at least i have for as long as i can remember and it was just interesting to start to learn about different aspects of it that i'd never considered because i wasn't an academic feminist i was rather more of a social feminist i have talked about it in the first episode but how i came into this space of you know referring to myself as a feminist was because of my ideas and how i looked at the world and how i viewed gender and what role it should or shouldn't play in somebody's life and society and so on So I was labeled a feminist first before I took up the title and said you know what yeah that's absolutely accurate I guess I'm a feminist when I was reading especially about modern day feminism as with any ideology you know it's grown and evolved and kind of mutated <laughs> into so many different you know fragments and it's applicable in different contexts depending on what's most important or what issues women are facing in that particular context and in some contexts you know it's relatable to others in some it's not really relatable uh some people tend to reject ideas that feminists have in certain contexts so it's coming across all these diverse ideas and sometimes it was you know there was a bit of a hmm i don't know if i agree with this i don't know if this is a reflection of what i consider feminism to be I mean I guess that's really a reflection of how sometimes as we learn more about stuff we also realize that we don't really know everything about it and that we might agree with a vast majority of an idea or a way of looking at life and so on but we might very strongly disagree with other aspects of it so I'm not really going to get into that in the meantime but just as an introduction I thought it would be good to kind of just bring this up and talk about how for me it's also been quite a journey exploring the idea of feminism and understanding it for myself and also deciding which aspects of it I embrace and which aspects I 
maybe not necessarily reject maybe even reject but for some you know certain aspects of it that i just do not agree with that don't sit well with me i'm getting to that place um in fact at some point i'll tell you i was having like a mild not an existential crisis that sounds a little dramatic but i was having this kind of moment of wait a minute this is like a larger part of what is considered feminism nowadays and that's really just based on some of the stuff i was seeing online i started to ask myself does it really make sense then to identify as a feminist anymore but i really think that that's still part of the journey is that you kind of have these moments of questioning and so in the in the meantime just to be clear i still do identify as a feminist but i also think that there's room for revision and for reconsideration depending on you know how these things evolve and what it's considered as over time and if that gels with me or not that being said Yeah, let's get into this episode. Just a quick warning. Um the others I usually do more in a kind of an essay format. It's researched, it's quite scripted, but this time I will speak off the cuff at different points in time because I just feel like that's more honest and authentic for me at the moment. I am still forming my thoughts and opinions when it comes to certain aspects of this uh topic. All right. Uh welcome back to a new episode of the Fwed series. As promised, we have now made it to the last episode of Introduction to Feminism. This series is dedicated to those who've been curious about this word, often thrown around in conversation, debate, online arguments. A lot of the time, this term is introduced as a sort of preconceived notion or with negative connotations. But if you're a curious mind who only allows permission for judgment once you fully understand the history and intent of any ideology, then you've come to the right place. The conclusions that you come to are entirely up to you, but I'll just give you enough to work with so that when you form your ideas and opinions about what feminism is, what it has become over time, they come from you and they come from a very informed place. I'll suggest backpedaling to the very first episode where I demystify myths and misconceptions about feminism and talk about my interest in the subject. Then onto the second episode where I break down the history and evolution of feminism to what we know it as today. Modern day feminism, the topic of today's episode is commonly referred to as fourth wave feminism. It's largely associated with the use of the internet to push forward messages supporting female empowerment and speaking out against injustices faced by women simply based on their gender. So, what has feminism become in modern day? A lot of people I know have strong opinions about it and they fall onto the pro and anti sides of the divide. Some would rather not get into it. They find the idea a little too controversial to get involved in. But the very reason that this movement was created in the first place continue to haunt us tens of decades later. That is not to discount all the progress that has been made as a result of the tireless efforts of women and men who have dedicated their lives to improving the prospects of girls and women around the world. To limit the number of obstacles created by society, governments and other institutions in achieving their fullest potential. So, why don't we start with the highlights of modern day feminism. One of the biggest highlights I would say is the Me Too movement. So the Me Too movement began in 2017 and it's one of the most visible examples of feminism today. It's not a new clarion call by the feminist movement, but it shows how digital activism has established itself as a tool for social change. The Me Too movement was ignited by a tweet by Alisa Milano, a well-known actress, most famous I would say for her part in the series Charmed. 
So she wrote a tweet where she used the hashtag MeToo, basically asked women to speak about their experiences with sexual harassment. And this really set things on fire because women started to use the hashtag and it went viral. The truth of the MeToo movement is that it didn't really begin on Twitter and it wasn't started by Alyssa Milano, but by a lady called Tarana Burke, an American activist who founded the MeToo movement to show solidarity with other victims of sexual harassment and assault. So the hashtag didn't just trend on Twitter, it caught attention of traditional media and grew a life of its own as more and more women, particularly in Hollywood, spoke out against powerful men who had gotten away with sexual abuse for decades. Characters or personalities who were revered and respected in society, such as Harvey Weinstein, among others, were suddenly in the limelight for all the wrong reasons. But this was seen as a powerful movement and a powerful moment in society where something that women have experienced majority or I would say at least a big number of women have experienced in their lifetimes if they've been in any work environment they've experienced sexual harassment and this was kind of a moment of reckoning where women could see that their voices were being heard that this problem a societal problem was being spoken about in public so if you followed the process of the me too movement and the charges pressed against all these powerful men who had taken advantage of their position to abuse women. And even the conviction of Harvey Weinstein, which happened last year in February. I don't think I really need to speak that much about it. So I think the Me Too movement was a big highlight for women to kind of feel like their voices were being heard, like this big problem that had existed for as long as women were in the workplace and had hardly been spoken about was finally getting a voice in the public space. But the main idea is that the Me Too movement was a big, big part of feminism, especially in the last two years. Another highlight is the He For She campaign that was launched by the UN Women through their Goodwill Ambassador and acclaimed British actress Emma Watson. So Emma Watson gave this wonderful speech. A lot of people have seen it on YouTube where she talked about what it means to be a woman and how women fighting for equal rights is not something that's against men. That was the basis of her speech. And in her speech, she actually was calling for men to support the movement because that's the fire that it needed to get more into the mainstream, the idea of feminism. So she started the He For She campaign and it's been growing quite a bit and they have a website that I'm going to link in the description box and you can go and learn a little more about it and see how especially men, how men can contribute in the campaign for equal rights for women. So speaking of hashtags, there were quite a few hashtags in the past uh, couple of years that were focused on women's rights. And one of them was Bring Back Our Girls, which was a hashtag that was calling for the release of the Chibok girls, young girls in high school who had been kidnapped by a militia group in Nigeria called the Boko Haram. It was really disturbing, the stories, if you followed them, these girls had been taken from school against their will. These extremist men believed the girls were not, you know, supposed to pursue an education. Just the usual traditionalist ideas of the place of women in society. And they took these girls, their idea was to groom them and take them in as wives, convert them into Islam if they were not Muslim. Well, it was really just a call against the human rights abuse of these young girls who had been taken away from a safe space or what would have been considered a safe space. And I remember Michelle Obama was among some of the high profile people that 
took up this campaign and pushed it into the global sphere and everyone was talking about bring back our girls they did get rescued so there was a positive ending although there were so many harrowing stories about what the young girls had gone through some of them did not survive but those who did were rescued and have now been taken into a shelter and they're taken care of and they're back to learning and growing as individuals and being helped to heal from the traumas that they went through as a result of the kidnappings and all the horrible things that I will not get into that happened to these young girls. Aside from these major human rights abuses, there've also been hashtags that are more social conversations that women are having about men in society. I would say that the hashtag men are trash was linked to feminism in a sense, right? A lot of people who spoke up on the hashtag men are trash consider themselves feminists. This is where the controversy starts for me because I guess there are ways that people can explain why a hashtag would be so strong in language. Um, some people would justify that when they say something like men are trash, it doesn't mean that all men are trash. Okay, so don't come for me, but I'm just going to be honest. So sometimes I feel like activist movements can miss the mark a little bit when they go a little too extreme or a little too kind of finger pointy. <laughs> for lack of a better word. So the idea of men are trash, to me, the only thing I think it served was as a space for people to vent and talk about nasty experiences they've had with men and the way that they feel men can do better and haven't been doing as well as they should. But I'm more interested, yeah, and this is really my opinion, I'm more interested in conversations that encourage behavior change or that encourage conversations that can hopefully lead to some kind of positive resolution. So I feel that hashtags like men are trash are not really productive in that sense. They don't really bring about change. An example for me that can explain how a very strong scolding message wouldn't really come through for the kind of person that you're probably trying to address, unless of course I'm confused. If I am confused about who this campaign was directed towards, I'm open for any kind of correction. I just feel that it's possible to have these conversations about problems in society that maybe are more present in certain circles or in certain groups. So for example, if a majority of men tend to have certain problematic behaviors, I think it's okay to talk about these things, but without sounding a bit self-righteous, maybe just talking about it in a more diplomatic way that kind of opens the space for conversation and for people to start to realize that their behavior is problematic and that it would be beneficial for everyone if they dropped those problematic habits. I don't know. I just didn't really go with that Men Are Trash campaign. I didn't really agree with it. And I guess I reflect the sentiments of a lot of other people. But I also probably am completely unrelatable to those who felt that it was necessary. The point of this podcast is to explore, learn and grow together. So I'm definitely open to learning about what the intent of a campaign such as hashtag Men Are Trash, what it's supposed to do. Yeah, because so far for me, it doesn't really serve any positive purpose or any constructive agenda. If you've been listening so far, you would notice that a lot of the major campaigns, because modern day feminism is very much rooted in internet, sharing internet activism and dialogues that have happened online with regards to feminism or women's issues. And there have been a lot of positive campaigns as well, body positivity campaigns where 
people embrace who they are, how they look, regardless of what society tells them is attractive or beautiful and so on. So there've been so many wonderful campaigns, even on Instagram, for example, which is, as we all say, a highlight reel. People have started to share, you know, realities of life that are not so glamorous, just to say, hey, if looking at all these glamorous images makes you start to compare yourself to others and wonder why is everyone else perfect or why do people look like dolls, blah, blah, blah. You start to see that, no, actually we're all human and sometimes people only show the the nice side, (laughs) the nicer profile and so on. So there have been all these really wonderful campaigns from very major impactful campaigns to also just things that help people feel better about themselves, help people to feel included and so on. So essentially ideas of sexual harassment and assault, gender-based violence have been a major part of the theme but also a lot of positive messaging around women and empowerment of women and there's also been a lot of calling men to include themselves in the fight. Maybe we should stop saying words like the fight. Basically calling men to be allies in including women or finally seeing them as equal to men. If you've followed feminist messaging in the recent past and especially in modern day feminism you'll realize that a lot of recurring themes are around gender-based violence but there's also a lot of conversations and campaigns that are centered on women or female empowerment that are centered on women having a voice that are centered on inclusivity or including women a lot more in spaces that they weren't necessarily considered to fit into so talk about stem talk about all these other places that women are not a majority in and maybe because they've just not been encouraged or made to feel like they are welcome in these spaces. So there have been a lot of positive efforts towards making women more included, more equal to men and that's a wonderful thing but there are a lot of things that also need room for improvement or have room for improvement that's stuff I'm going to bring up in other topics where we'll deal with specifics I won't really get into the details in this episode because it's really about giving a general idea of what feminism is today what it has become and to even just show that there are you know controversies in this space and there are misunderstandings of what the movement is about what the intention behind feminism is really So I hope you've got to understand it a little bit more and, you know, that you'll join me on this journey as we try to gain even better understanding of what feminism is all about and what it's really centered on, which according to me is a lot of positive inclusion and making people live their fullest, truest lives. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me on these three episodes that are an introduction to feminism. Wow, like I said earlier, it's been quite a journey for me and it's been really interesting and I hope I've shed some light on certain things that were unclear for a lot of people just because of sometimes a lot of noise that covers up the real essence of things. Thank you for staying with me and until next time where we'll probably be discussing something completely unrelated. This has been Square Pegs with me, Sheila Bett.